Self-Promotion. Hello, my cubicle clerks, my open space salespeople, corner office connectors, home den dealers, and coffee shop peddlers. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am not the workplace hero. <laughs> Let's face it, these days I'm more like a landlord who just checks in every once in a while to make sure everything's okay. You guys, you're the real heroes around here. Now, right off the bat, I'm going to come right out and say it. The reason that I chose the topic of self-promotion for this episode is that, well, <laughs> I have something to sell you. I know you've heard me talk about my fitness coaching over at brockarmstrong.com before, and I've also directed you to my other full-time podcast called The Get Fit Guy, but at the time that I'm recording this podcast episode right here that you're listening to, and that is June of 2018, Myself and my business partner, Monica Reinagel, are neck deep in promoting our year-long lifestyle change program called Wayless. You can find out more at wayless.life. And if you stick around to the very end of this episode, I will give you a discount code for $50 off, so stick around. Now, if you didn't guess from the name, Wayless is a fat loss program, and you probably also can guess that with millions of other fat loss programs out there advertising themselves as the next big diet, well, it's really difficult to get heard above the noise. So in our endeavor to rise above all the noise, especially the cacophony on social media, we have sort of been forced to become self-promotion ninjas of sorts. Now, what does that mean? Well, in the past little while, I have read a ton of articles and blog posts and listened to podcasts and everything else about self-promotion. And I'm going to highlight a few of the articles I found particularly helpful here. First, there's an article called The Art of Self-Promotion over at the Fast Company website, where they give you six tips for getting your work discovered. And it had a couple of good points. In particular, I like the part about <laughs> not being human spam. I may actually steal that for the title of this episode. Now, they say that you can not be human spam if you build trust with your audience before you have something to sell them. I also like the point that they make that reminds us that we're only as good as our last post, so share something every day. And you know what, I personally struggle to do that on a daily basis, but I have found some slick automation tools that can help me stay on people's radar for that same reason. Now the next article I want to talk about is from Forbes, and it is cleverly titled, Why Taking the Self Out of Self-Promotion is the Best Way to Promote Yourself. It had a few good takeaways, and as someone who's worked on developing a strong ethos and a strong elevator pitch, I was particularly drawn to the section of that article that says, leave the elevator pitch at home and instead ask people what they do and what challenges they have. And it says that you get their attention by connecting the dots between your value proposition and their needs, keeping the focus on them, not you. I'm going to say that again. Keep the focus on them, not you. Now, oddly enough, that is also how you make yourself immediately more likable. I mean, have you ever been at a party or a conference and met someone who you just immediately like? Well, chances are that immediate likability was a result of them asking you about yourself and then appearing interested in what you have to say and then asking you for more information. 
Now, at risk of sounding like a robot who's been programmed to learn the ways of the humans, well, that is definitely an art that I use, especially in those awkward, weird networking situations that we workplace heroes often find ourselves in. But as we'll find out soon from our special guest hero, there's a little bit more to it than that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Back to the articles. Now, another article that caught my attention was over at entrepreneur.com, and it was called Why Self-Promotion is a Terrible Idea. Now, if I'm honest with myself, I think that article caught my attention mostly because, well, it seemed like it was going to give me an out, a reason to pack it all in and save my sanity for something more immediately gratifying than targeting an ad on Facebook and then crossing my fingers and hoping for the best. But... Sadly, that's not at all what it did. Well, maybe not so sad after all. But it did, once again, reinforce the idea that the focus should not be on you. The article summed it up in a somewhat snarkily way like this. Truth is, when it comes to business, nobody gives a crap about you. I don't care if it's your boss, a hiring manager, a potential customer, if you spew a bunch of BS about why you're so great and wonderful, you're not going to get the promotion, the job, or the business. What they might be receptive to, however, is what you can do for them. I really like that. All right, one more article before we move on. Now, in this final article I want to highlight for today called These Four Techniques Will Turn a Good Article into a Value Bomb, and bomb being a good thing in this case, they give this advice. Putting lipstick on a pig. Nobody has time to read fluff content. If your content isn't high value, no amount of formatting will help you turn it into a useful piece for your content marketing strategy. So in other words, value is king or queen. Anything you create has to be worth the time of your readers. And that means it can't all be sales pitch. Your email, your blog, your social posts or whatever need to provide value as well as direct your viewer to whatever you're offering. Now, an example of that just landed in my inbox this morning, and I'm not even making that up. A newsletter that I subscribed to with the subject line, most important thing I've ever learned, told me a lovely and somewhat lonely story of a man who was so deep in thought that he missed an opportunity to interact with a friend while he was walking down the street. This small incident then prompted him to create a few simple steps to share with us folks on his mailing list. And those steps can help us avoid that same trap of being so isolated by our thoughts about our business that we actually miss out on the meaningful interactions that we can have with other humans. And then, finally, at the very bottom of that email, it actually said, and I quote, P.S. This is your last chance to get 38% off the product validation checklist or $50 off marketing for developers. So only after I had read a moving story, learned how to avoid a pitfall and why I should invest in people, did I finally get a very small prompt to go and purchase a product. Nicely done. Now, I could go on and on about all the articles that I read and bore you with more examples, or I could introduce you to our guest hero for this episode, and that is exactly what I'm going to do, because he is the guy who sent me that email that I just told you about. 
Hey, I'm Justin Jackson, and my company, MegaMaker, helps software companies get more customers. I've been doing this for the past two and a half years. Before that, I was a consultant for startups, tech startups in Portland, San Francisco, London. And before that, I worked with Brock at uh, a company called MailOut.com as a product manager. So Justin works for himself now, but just like me, he has also been an employee over and over again. One of the things I thought about a lot when I was an employee was, what's my backup plan? Meaning, if I lose this job, if this company fails, if you know something happens and I have to find something else, how am I going to do that? This hit home particularly hard when I was consulting and visiting one of my clients. It was a tech company, and they had run out of funding. And one day in December, right before Christmas, of course, it's always before Christmas, a bunch of people got fired. And I remember specifically this one person. This was a designer who had poured their heart and soul and really contributed a lot to this startup's identity. They had felt like they were a core part of this company's DNA, part of the family. And that day they got let go. Oh man, I've been there too. A rapidly growing company that I worked for about a year and a half ago went through this major shift in focus and they let a ton of people go all at once. Now, it wasn't Christmas, but still, many of them were completely blindsided and wholly unprepared for being unemployed. I remember thinking, what's that person going to do now? How are they going to get their next gig? Because unfortunately, They'd spent so much time investing themselves in this startup, they hadn't really been doing much to promote themselves outside of the company. Nobody really knew who this person was. And awareness isn't something you can just build overnight. It's something you have to cultivate over months and years. And so when this person found themselves in a, a need for a new job, Nobody was thinking of them as an expert. Here's what I urge you to do, whether you're an employee, a freelancer, a consultant, it doesn't matter. Start promoting yourself and the work that you do, the expertise that you have right now, and make it a regular practice. Now, if this sounds similar to something that we've talked about on this podcast before, that's because it kind of is, at least somewhat. Way back in the episode about asking for a raise, this idea of tooting your own horn, so to speak, came up. The idea that no one else is sitting there watching and counting all those times you stayed late or all the times that you went above and beyond the call of duty or that you have a particular skill at X, Y, or Z. And you need to be your own champion. But I'm getting a little bit off topic, so let's get back to Justin. A recurring problem I see with my clients is they haven't defined what they want to be known for. You might want to think about it this way. If someone was going to recommend you to a friend or to a colleague, maybe it's at a party or a social gathering, what would they recommend you for? What would they say, oh, you really need to talk to Janet. She's incredible at this. 
or you really need to talk to George, he's an expert at this. You really need to talk to Hannah, this is what she does for a living. What would that thing be? If you can't think of something specific, now's the time to articulate it. Now, remember when Justin said that he and I used to work together at an email marketing company? Well, what he just described is actually exactly how we found the amazing office manager that we had at that company. This stuff works, people. It really does. Now, I asked Justin to explain a little bit more about how to get started. Here are three steps to defining who you are and what you're good at so you can promote that thing online. Number one, talk about the frustration that you solve for people. For example, when people ask me what I do, I say, most software companies have a hard time acquiring new customers. That's the frustration I help people with. Step two, define how you help them, what you're good at. So continuing with my introduction, I would go, so what I do is I help them increase their brand awareness, get more traffic to their website, convert that traffic into email leads, and then take those email leads and turn them into sales. Third, paint a picture about how you've made people's lives better. So for me, I say my work with clients helps them to increase revenue by up to 30%. These three pieces, defining the problem you solve, how you solve it, and the outcomes you give people are the cornerstone of your self-promotion strategy. In his book, Story Brand, Donald Miller advocates this approach. And he says, you know, once you know your story, you can go tell people about it. Instead of trying to promote yourself like a slimy salesperson, you're telling folks how you make people's lives better. (laughs) Oh, did you notice that? We are back at the notion of not making it about yourself but making sure your focus is on what you can do for the potential customer instead. Here's one little step you can take to start promoting yourself online. Whenever you discover something new, a new tactic, a new hack, something that worked really well, share it online. Maybe it's on LinkedIn, maybe it's on Twitter. Give folks a quick tip that they could go and apply right away in their lives. For example, my friend Ben Ornstein recently tweeted, here's a pair programming tip. If you're navigating, questions are your friend. Here are some of my favorites. And then he gave sample questions that a senior developer could ask a junior developer. It's bite-sized. It's something that people could apply right away. But it also helps people see Ben as an expert in this field. When I think about pair programming, I'm going to think about Ben. You need to do the same thing for your field. Awesome. I'm going to think about Ben too. If I knew what pair programming was, I would anyway. But thanks for the insight, Justin. That was great. And before we let you go, where can people find you if they have a way that maybe you could make their lives a little bit better? I hope this is helpful. If you want to reach me online, I'm on Twitter, M-I, Justin, that's the letter M, letter I, Justin. You can also join my newsletter, justinjackson.ca slash newsletter. As I said before, I belong to that newsletter mailing list, and I totally endorse it. It gets the Workplace Hero stamp of approval. All right, you know what? I am going to admit something else here. That's two admissions in one podcast. (laughs) What is this? You know, when I asked Justin to be the guest hero on this episode, I had actually already written the majority of the intro section to this episode, and I had no idea that he would actually latch on to that same idea. 
So, in the spirit of that serendipity of what we just learned, I would like you to check out a couple of articles that Monica, my business partner at Wayless, and I put together to promote our July 6th, 2018 launch of the next round of the Wayless Life program. One of the articles that Monica wrote to promote the program is titled The Case for Super Slow Weight Loss, and if you go and check it out, it fills the following criteria. Number one, it lets the readers know what kind of expert Monica is. Number two, it introduces the reader to a particular problem that she can solve for them. And number three, it explains the problem further and establishes her understanding of this problem. Number four, it offers a useful and immediate action or solution to this problem aside from purchasing the product. And then finally, it makes the product offer. Now, I encourage you to go and check out that article, not just listen to me talk about it. And you can find it at nutritionovereasy.com. Just click on the blog link and then look for the article called The Case for Super Slow Weight Loss. Or, and as always, you can find the show notes for this episode at workplacehero.me slash self-promotion. Now, also, in that same vein, the article that I created that's been kind of ripping it up on social media in the past few days is called Why You Should Move More But Not to Burn Calories, and it takes a similar approach. It goes about it this way. Number one, it establishes what I am an expert on. Then number two, it makes a bold statement that goes kind of against common wisdom. Then number three, it explains the issue that led to this bold statement. Then number four, it gives the reader a science-backed solution to the issues that caused that bold statement. And again, that's other than buying the product. And number five, it offers the reader the product as an option. And you can find that article over at brockarmstrong.com. Just look for the blog post called Why You Should Move More But Not to Burn More Calories. Now, whether you're promoting yourself to future-proof your life or promoting a product that you're selling, which probably is you, I mean, you are the product quite often, it really does come down to that same old idea. And I think if you repeat the mantra in your head, don't be human spam and remember Justin's three steps, you will be firmly on the right track to doing some self-promotion. Workplace Hero is researched, written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, in Summer's Finally Here, downtown Vancouver. Artwork is by Ken Cunningham, and music is by my old band, The Irregular Heartbeats. Today's guest hero was Justin Jackson, and I totally encourage you to sign up for his newsletter at justinjackson.ca slash newsletter. All right, the time has come. I promised I'd give you a discount code if you listened right to the end, and I'm going to stick to that. So if you purchase the year-long weight loss program over at wayless.life and use the discount code WH50, you will get $50 off at checkout. That's WH for Workplace Hero 5-0 for $50 off at wayless.life. Now, you know what to do. Go make this week count.